Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> yeah, you're always fine. I'm okay. I'm a bit cross. I'm stuck in this goddamn house. I just started watching Mrs. America. With the this starring, is America. You no, know, Mrs. America starring Kate Blanchett, and it's made me all cross, James. It's all about the women's liberation movement, and I'm all cross. You're cross because you don't like the women's liberation movement. <laughs> no, wow, wow, it's an wow, excellent wow, show, wow, wow. and I want to talk about it on another show. By the way, another is, another podcast <laughs> other than this podcast. <laughs> no, suggestible. I haven't finished watching it. Oh, it, this this podcast is called Suggestible. We're married, and we review things and tell you about them. That's right. That's exactly what we do. And if you're looking for something else, well, I'm sorry. We can't help you. I'm sorry. We can't help you there at all. Anyway, I would highly recommend Mrs. America, except it's just made me very cross yet again about the history of women in society. Anyway. Uh-huh. I love, <laughs> I recommend crisp drinks. Oh, chestnut. Yeah. You drink kombucha like it's going out of fashion, mate. I'll tell you what, it's not though. No, it's very much in fashion. That's why I drink it. I think it tastes like feet. Mm-hmm. Well, you're the one with the foot fetish, I don't know, though. <laughs> Hey, you're the one that painted my toes on a recent Made me. podcast. Oh, black was blackmail. <laughs> yeah, no, that's part of my charm. Anyway, <laughs> subtle blackmail of toe painting. Yeah, real subtle. <laughs> do you want to kick right. things off or do you want me to? Um, you can kick things off. Sure. Kick away. I've, um, are you familiar with the no sleep uh, section of Reddit? <laughs> I'm familiar with no sleep and I'm familiar <laughs> with Reddit. So, oh my god, Claire! But no, not of the no sleep. So it's basically this. It's, uh, it's a it's a subreddit Reddit combo. That's right. It's a subreddit where people write spooky stories. Oh, so they're user submitted, right? And okay. there's one that that came out recently. Uh, it wasn't recently. It was it was out in the last year or so. It's called "My Wife and I Bought a Ranch" by Matt Query. Oh, and already reason, spooky. Ranch is that? spooky. What? You're out in the middle of nowhere. What if it was called We Bought a Zoo? Like the name itself isn't spooky. <laughs> no, but zoos are less spooky because zoos are, you know, in metropolitan areas, whereas ranches are out in the great outdoors. Well, that's, that's yes, lonely. you're correct. And they have things like axes. They that, do have things like axes. <laughs> that murderers can wield. That's true, but there was no axe-wielding murderers in this. Right, get on with your story. Well, I would, but you're get talking about it. other Why things. So we're in a riff apparently, so I'm just trying to keep it moving. <laughs> but so the the reason I, uh, I started to read this one, because I've, I've been in and out of that forum and some are better than others and it's some of the good stories are really good. Like they're as good as anything you would read in a book, say. <laughs> but uh, Netflix bought this particular story for a low seven-figure deal in a, in a bidding war, which was really interesting. Wow. So I thought, okay, I'm going to read this, see what it's like. Basically, yeah, like you said, it's about a couple who buy a house in the in the wilderness of the US of A, right? So they move out there. Uh, they get this really – they low they have this low-ball offer and they're like – Yep, take it. So they take, and it's a it's a beautiful property and it's a beautiful house. But then you find out from their neighbours that there's specific conditions that come with living at this place, and you have to follow these series of instructions that happen every season of the way a different way that the spirit manifests itself. And if you don't follow the instructions, then terrible things start to happen to you. So one of them, for example, is like a light appears, and this is told very early in the in the. Um, our, our babysitting here, by the way, just so everyone. That's knows. the little snuffling yeah. that we don't have a guinea pig in the background. No. 
So, so I think the one of the, the first season the experiences all they experience together is there's a light in a in the in the pond out the back, and if they see the light, you quickly have to light a fire in your house, and then it goes away. And if you don't, then something terrible can happen. Right? That's one. In the set, in the, in the next season is a, a naked man gets chased by a bear, and you have to just let the bear attack the man. And if you intervene, the man will could do something terrible to you or whatever. It sounds strange, but it's better explained in the <laughs> in the story that I am. But he starts to this guy, the husband who's a, an army vet, he starts to taunt the spirit, and then there starts to be repercussions <gasps> for that because it's the natural. It's supposed to be the natural progression of things. The, 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 oh. It's it's a part of nature and it's a part of the environment. And it's a part of balance. And by him coming in and kind of being aggressive and being like, this is my land and whatever, then things start to oh, take you a turn. Oh, see, that's all the stuff I believe, James. That's right. It well, is. This isn't a real story, just so you know. But <laughs> And also, don't go, don't go harassing the spirit. Everybody knows that. Everyone's done seances in year six when they had sleepovers. Yes, yes, yes. It's all very spooky. Have you ever done a seance? Yeah, once. Really? Did anyone yeah. speak to you? No, there was like a, yeah, somebody said it didn't Where know. did you do a seance? I had a party once when I was like 15 or whatever. <laughs> I'm just really giggling at the thought of you with your long hair, your long black fringe hair hanging yeah. over, and all your moodiness. You were basically like that character from, uh, oh God, I can't remember anything anymore. And she's got glasses and she's it's a cartoon. I and think her- you're thinking of you. No, <laughs> no you're I am. You're thinking of Daria. Daria and, her, and Trent. Yes. That's right. Yeah, you're basically Trent and then you're there doing a seance. Yeah. That makes me laugh so much. Well, that's uh, – yeah, so there, there was a spirit or something but it wasn't like they, – they've done tests and studies on them and even if somebody's not manipulating it intentionally, everybody kind of – their subtle movements like of everybody. Or there's a ghost. No, there's no ghosts. It's not I a real thing. I think there might be ghosts. No, it's not real. But anyway, so I really enjoyed it. And it's also, it's it's about PTSD as well because he's a former vet and how he's kind of recovering from that. And the way that he approaches this is different than, say, somebody who would live on the land. Does that make sense? And so be he, at one he's, Yeah, everything. he sees it as something that um, that you combat, whereas that's not the way it, it needs to be approached. It's something that you can't push back against. You kind of have to roll with it and adapt, if that makes sense. And it, like the last season culminates. Yeah, I won't, I won't spoil it, but that... It ties into a lot to the things that he has done during war and that's like literally coming back and manifesting in a way that confronts him and his wife. Uh, so it's uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it could make a really interesting series or movie, whatever they're making uh, they're making out of it. Uh, so, yeah, check it out if you can or won't. <laughs> that or sounds will. fascinating. Yeah, you might like it. I really – what you said before and I kind of talked over you. I'm sorry. I was talking over you a bit. How dare you? I know. How dare I? But that idea of having to adapt and roll with something and accept it is something that is really deeply ingrained in a lot of um, sort of Taoism. So that's mm. to do with like the Dow Jones, the Dow Jones, no, you know, ancient um, religious kind of beliefs and yoga and all of those kinds of things. Buddhism, sure. the idea that we have to accept and continue on with things rather than fighting against stuff. Yeah, and right. I And I've often – that's how I'm trying to, to approach the ISO situation that we're living through at the moment. Yeah, because you can't – what do you do? No, you have to accept. You push back and you could just be in strife. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And anyway, and that's a lot of the basis of meditation as well is accepting your thoughts and letting them run through you rather than trying to battle with them. And yes, and that's interesting. I just think that's a really interesting concept for a, a spooky movie, but mm. also just in life in general try and self-acceptance as well and moving forward in that way. 
Anyway, I've rambled on. That's long fine. Enough. Yeah, no, you have in uh, in my segment of the show. Have yeah. you? No, I didn't have anything else to say. Anyway, <laughs> have you ever read the Dow? The Dow Jones. Yeah, I keep track. <laughs> You're so annoying. Honestly, I don't even know what the Dow Jones is. Whenever like the Dow Jones is up, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's good. I think. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know. I was, I I was never, know. I was never meant to be in finance <laughs> as I initially thought. Yeah, why call it the Dow Jones? Fuck to find it. I'll Google know. it now. All right, okay. So, oh my god, the Dow Jones is down two hundred and five. <laughs> I mean, That's we shouldn't be lot. laughing because it's probably down a lot. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about was I didn't want to talk about this, but I've Googled it now because I'm reminding myself. Oh my god, um, the Dow Jones is down, everybody. <laughs> I'm just going to look up the definition. <laughs> All right. Anyway, while he's talking about the Dow Jones, I'm going to talk about ancient Chinese Taoism, which is what I was trying to get at before. Oh. Taoism or Taoism um, is a Chinese philosophy attributed to Lao-, Lao Tzu and is therefore both a philosophy and a religion. It emphasizes doing what is natural and going with the flow in accordance with the Tao or Tao, which is a cosmic force which flows through all things and binds and releases them. The force, so really, got it. Yeah, it's like the force from Star Wars or the energy of the universe or however you want to call it. Eckhart Tolle, who I also love, who wrote a book called The Power of Now, which is really helpful, particularly if you're um, in a position in your life at the moment that is that you are struggling to accept, i.e. all of us at the on the planet. Anyway, I found The Power of Now to be really helpful in particular situations, but it's based on that similar philosophy. It's all about the flow. Even creative people often call it the flow, you know, that idea of energy kind of moving through you for creative purposes. Um, I don't believe any of that. I believe that you need to create the situation for you to start working on something. You just got to get it done with the deadline. If you wait to be like, oh, I should do this, but I need to wait for inspiration. You're never going to do it. Just fucking do it. Yeah, I know, but that's that's also connected into part of it. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about just drink a coffee not, and go. Yeah, that you've got to get down and go, but that in order, I mean, different people access flow in different ways. Like, surely you've experienced moments while you're writing or creating where things flow really easily once you're into it. Yeah, you know, and it starts to, and ideas come to you from seemingly almost nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that idea. So it's not just that you have to wait until a lightning bolt hits you and you're like, it's the Dow, the Dow Jones is here. Ah! Maybe that's what they mean by the Dow Jones. I was just joking, by the way, everybody. I know what the Dow Jones is. I don't. What is it? Yeah, yeah, it's an industrial average. Uh, It's it's a widely watched benchmark that indicates uh, US uh, blue blue chip chip stocks. That's how I I perceive it it anyway. Dow Jones? Yeah, I'd I'd love to get into it. I really would, but I've got... uh, you know, we've got a lot on, obviously. We've anyway, got a big show. I would also recommend reading the Tao. Um, it's actually really beautiful language, and I read it sometimes when, it, when I'm feeling particularly at a crossroads. What I do, I, I go out in the sun. Though. That's what I do. I enjoy nature. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, here he goes. Anyway, all I'm saying is that um, it's the idea of the energy transfer through the universe, and there you go. And I love See, it. See, we have different philosophies on death, right? Because <laughs> I'm I'm not uh, an atheist. And I'm and I'm not re- overly religious. My agnostic, I, agnostic, would you sure. Say? No, well, I I don't I don't know if that's what agnostic is. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I I don't know, and I don't think anybody really knows. I'm not saying that doesn't mean you can't have belief. I think belief is really important in whatever yeah. that is, especially if you're, if you're using it for good to help people. But you're like when you die, it's you could look at it like a transfer of energy. So you're you know because energy does have to go somewhere. That is part of physics. I presume. We're so smart. I don't know what physics is either. <laughs> but but to me that's not that's not reassuring because the energy in my body goes somewhere. Who gives a shit? Like the most important thing to me is like my consciousness and being and my self-awareness of 
self-awareness. You know what I mean? Like yes, my, yeah, my ability se- to yeah, of your sense of self. Yeah, my consciousness. Yeah, exactly. So if I'm like, but the energy in your body goes out in the universe. I don't give a shit. What does it matter? It doesn't mean anything. It's just like <laughs> just like a collection of energy just scattering everywhere. Well, the John- most important thing to me is like the memories of people I have and things, and you know, and the Dow Jones. These are the things that I hold dear to my heart. So when well, you're we, like, to be fair, energy we- goes somewhere. I'm like, I don't care. Don't <laughs> so, are you? Does that mean you're terrified of death? No, I'm not. Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, I don't want to die. That's if that's uh, <laughs> if that's sometimes your I beg to differ. Yeah, sometimes maybe. you wake up in the morning like this. No, I'm more terrified that if I die, what like. What I would leave behind, like um, oh, oh, a series of of miseries. No, I mean, like, because I want to be there for like you and our kids when yeah. you know, and they, when they grow up. Because I mean, not to say that people, you know, people lose parents and they get by and they and they, you know, and they do well. But I don't want to put someone through that. That's for me. Yeah. Oh, mm. So that's why you're exercising like a man. Yes, that's why I don't smoke forty <laughs> cigarettes a day, which is all I want to do. <laughs> You're a nice person. Yeah. Just letting you know. It's more a burden of obligation than anything <laughs> else. What do you think happens when we die while we're here? Well, I think Judd Apatow says something really great. Um, or Apatow. Mm. I never know which way to say his name. Um, that you just need to fall in love with the mystery. Okay. And to me, I don't think we'll ever know. How, how could no, we know? Can't. We can't know because it's so far out of our understanding. We don't really understand what our planet is or why we're here but I think if you can fall in love with the mystery, there's magic in that. And I think if you can really, you can get a sense of, this is going to sound uh, woo-woo, I guess, the yin and yang of things, mm. you know, the good and bad, the tug and pull, the, you know, ebb and flow that happens in nature, happens within us and happens um, every day. And, I mean, yeah. it's happening now with this virus that's happening yeah. all over the all over our planet. And to me, there's kind of a beauty and a mystery in that. Not that there's a beauty in the virus at all, but that nature is like that. You see death, you see new life all happening all at once, all of the time. Yes. And I think if we fight against that, that's fighting mm. against our very nature and our very being. But and what, that what is that can, for, for like modern medicine and things like that? So you, you, you get an illness and you take antibiotics or whatever, things like that. Where, where's the line? So if there was like a drug that meant you could live an extra 40 years, right, for example. Mm. Would you take that or is that messing with nature? Yeah, it's a really good question. Because they're on the verge, it seems, constantly, and I don't know whether it will actually happen, that yeah. they will be able to regenerate human cells because yeah. it's like a photocopy, photocopy, and that's what ageing is and that's why you start to look and feel yeah. worse. I sort of I, – I, for me, I think the wonders of modern medicine are, are incredible and what they've been able to achieve for us in terms of living our lives in – longer and healthier um, and keeping people with us for longer than they would otherwise, I think that's miraculous. So I'm not saying Mm. throw out modern medicine, science. I think it's fascinating. We're constantly finding out more and more about the world and and about all of that. I think it would have to come down to your own personal choices as to what you wanted to take or not take and the kind of quality of life that you would have. Yeah, and um, it definitely comes down to quality because what's the point of living another 40, 50 years if you're just yeah. constantly getting older? <laughs> yeah. You're just more decrepit. Like that well, would be miserable. Yeah, exactly. And I do I do genuinely think a lot of things come down to that idea of everything has an opposite and equal reaction. Mm. So I think just that I think everything has consequences and our choices yeah. have consequences. So, And I think people, and this is going to sound terrible, I think people need to go eventually. And I don't mean that like 
there should be some kind of mass extermination. I mean, as in you reach a certain age, if, if you're lucky, and you, and you pass on. And I think that's good for society and moving forward. Mm. I think because if you get entrenched in, if yeah. people start living for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years, does that, does that slow the evolution of society? Because I think we are becoming a more compassionate society and more accepting. I think that because I, I know people complain. People are often are very upset when I say that. I think the next generation coming up is going to be really, is really good. And, and hopefully the one after that will also be because I think they are more compassionate, more understanding. And I know people are like, well, people are just getting soft and blah, blah, blah. But I don't see that as a weakness. I see that as a good thing. The people um, are being more accepting of others. Yeah, it's like if you, if you ask a kid yeah. about gay marriage, they're like, who gives a shit? Like, of course there should be gay marriage. Like, it's not even a question. You yeah, know what I mean? I absolutely. It's like that. Is, and of course, I'm not saying there aren't bad things with every generation because, of course, there are. But I think that there is something to be said for that. And maybe there is a selfishness to hanging around for longer than you should <laughs> I actually, and influencing yeah, things. Yeah, I actually see it in a different way. I've never wanted to live forever. And the, one of the big reasons is I think there is so much joy to be had in knowing that things aren't permanent, Because when, which sounds kind of counterintuitive, but I think when you go through big traumas or difficult times in your life, you are so grateful when things are okay. You're really yeah. grateful for the little things that you enjoy. And I think, for instance, like food tastes better. You can kind of, there are totally, more, yeah. you know, you're suddenly thinking I'm just sitting here, you know, in, on an ordinary day, the sun's shining and I'm with the people I love and wow, isn't this incredible? Mm. And I think if you just live forever, then you don't get to really lean in and appreciate how wonderful life is in its moments. You know, I think nature, yeah, I nature I totally acts the way that it does for a reason and not that we can't explore that and continue to grow and learn new things about it, but I do think we also have to reflect that there are some really extraordinary things about our yeah. lives and, and the way that they move through different stages as we grow older. Mm. Um, oh, gosh, it's so complex, though, because, you know, if people are in huge amounts of pain too, we don't want them to have to suffer. Well, that's, All yeah. of that sort of stuff is very – this is a very deep conversation. How did this happen? How yeah. did this happen? Yeah. Um, My point anyway. is I don't, I don't want to die, not yet, <laughs> but maybe one day, but I want to stay as healthy as I can and prolong things for as long as I can, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and look, I think at the base of everything, regardless of what religion – you believe in or no religion or what you think about death, I think that whole idea whole idea of being kind, you know, totally gets us all a long way. Yeah, definitely. And what does Patton Oswald say in his comedy special? Um, it's chaos, be kind. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing you can rely on in life, that everything is constantly changing and upending itself and mm. you never know what's going to happen. So it's chaos, be kind, gets you through. That's right. Maybe. A lot of things. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Anyway, read the Dow. Anyway, read the Dow Jones. All right, can I get on with my recommendation? Well, when that was you talking, but sure, (laughs) if you could. 
All right. Um, okay, so I've been reading. You know how I love a detective story? Oh, my goodness, there, do you Bob. ever. I love a bloody detective story. So this time I've been reading a series that I found called by Devla McTurnan, who is an Irish crime writer. She started with The Rune, followed by The Scholar and The Good Turn. And they're all just rollicking good reads. Um, Cormac Riley, so Detective Cormac Riley, is your typical cop who's, you know, battled away in, you know, Dublin in the big city and then he's come to a smaller, you know, country town of Galway in Ireland um, and he discovers the body of Hilaria Blake in her crumbling Georgian home. And so she leaves two children behind as well after she dies and and then 20 years later he is drawn back into the case to, um, I won't give too much away, but her son also becomes involved in a murder and a crime. So... It's just really interesting. It's the same kind of thing as these always are, but I kind of quite love a comforting, good detective novel. So if yeah. you really liked my, is he like, like I, this is the one case I never I was. Yeah, the most, yeah, uh, exactly. And then the, and but there's like some other great characters in there too. The other cops in the unit are kind of great. He's got a boss. He's always on his back. You know, although they're yeah. always like. There's budget cuts and all those sorts of things. I actually think the second book, The Scholar, is my favourite um, and it revolves around like a billionaire's uh, granddaughter and her inheritance and a girl is found murdered in the car park of a university okay. and all this kind of stuff. But What's it, Who's it by Blanc and McDurgan? <laughs> Dervla McTurnan. <laughs> Blanc and McBlanken. No, Dervla McTiernan. Anyway, it's just really, it's a rolling good read. It's it's unputdownable. And if you enjoyed my recommendation of Jane Harper and the Dry, I, I would recommend these three books. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, so they won't change your life. There's nothing deep and meaningful. They're certainly not talking about the meaning of life and death. And Sure, the then unlike, unlike how we've changed our life in this very episode. <laughs> However... They'll get you through ISO with a few lovely choice uh, words. The other thing I'm going to talk about too. What the hell's going on? I thought this was a back and forth, (laughs) man. Just very quickly, Taylor Swift has released a new album, Folklore. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's very uh, folksy and sad. It's very, you know, mel. I wouldn't even say sad. I would say melancholy. It sounds like a breakup album, even though she's technically not breaking up with her boyfriend. I'm assuming. However, it's just, it's lovely. And she's collaborated with some really interesting artists, including um, a guy from The National. Like a YouTube collaboration? Um, No. Like, no. A, oh, maybe. No, I don't know. But they played the piano on it. And also Boniver sings bon one Iver? of the tracks. His name's Boniver? I thought it was Bon Iver. Oh, Boniver. I thought it was Boniver. Anyway, Bon Iver, Boniver. <laughs> Who knows? But I really enjoyed his music and he sings on the album and it's really excellent. So I've really enjoyed that. Okay, over to you. I'm very happy for Bonnever. <laughs> right. um, what have I got here? Um, I've got a YouTube recommendation. I actually talked about this briefly with Mason, but there's this YouTuber called Jenny Nicholson who I met when I went to the US a few years ago. Um, I did a show with her on Screen Junkie. She's very nice and very funny. But she made this video recently on the My Little Pony fandom, which I don't know if you're familiar with, which you probably are. That it's, it's, It blew out to this huge like brony culture situation. It was kind of this niche thing that you know, was popular in the 80s and then it never kind of really left, but then it blew up in like the 2010s, right? So it was interesting. This video is like an hour long, but she talks about her role in the fandom in particular when she started. She was making these fan edited and revoiced versions of the cartoons, including with music and things like that, which they took off in 
brony culture, right? And my little pony culture, which I didn't, which I never realized. And she was so famous in this, in this subculture that there was a girl who was at these my little pony conventions who would pretend to be her and like get all these like what? accolades and like, and like people were like, but she was, it wasn't really her. Like that was the kind of level that she was at. Yeah, wow. But anyway, what happened with my little pony? And this is from her perspective that it started to be overtaken largely in part by, by guys, which was initially kind of seen like as a good thing. It's like, Oh, they're liking this, this little, this little girl show. And that it's a really positive thing that they've become involved. But then with that, there was, a whole lot of gatekeeping that went with that. It's like, oh, you're not a real fan or whatever. And I'm, what do you even know about My Little Pony? And I'm the biggest <laughs> My Little Pony. You can't even name, you know, all the different, which is like the worst part of any fandom. You know what I mean? It's, totally. Me and Mason always said, like, if if you're a fan of something, you can like it whatever level you want to like it at. It doesn't make your opinions or liking of that invalid. There's also another actor who was in the original, uh, not in the, sorry, in the Star Trek Next Generation who voiced a minor character in it. And then realized that there was money to be made, so he started inserting himself more in the culture and going to fan events and making documentaries and things like that, despite him hating the fandom, right, because he saw there was an opportunity for for monetary value. And then there's a whole other side of it where it became really sexualized as well for a lot of it with, like, body pillows and provocative imageries. And then the furries also became a part of it, but that might have also been a good thing because they're accepting of everybody. There's no real gatekeeping with them. They're accepting of all personalities and sexualities and whatever so anyway it ultimately died with the last BronyCon in 2019 which was the biggest one ever because it was which they kind of said that this was the this is the the end point for this because it was it it reached its peak by then and obviously with the pandemic it's it's gone away but it's just this fascinating journey for, for me of this culture that I'd never really like you know a little bit about it you know and and I'm like oh yeah good on people for whatever but it's it's so interesting that someone's passion is like this whole other thing and world that you just have no idea about. I know, which, imagine. Which can, be for, which can be for anything. I know. And that's, imagine, I know. imagine. Imagine if you lived with someone that had a whole <laughs> that world that you point. totally didn't understand. Like I've obviously, I'm referencing James, yes. by the way, because I don't understand comic books. But it's the same for everything. Like, And I've said this before as well. Like Everyone's a nerd about something, whether it be gardening Socially. or sports or whatever. It's a, There's a... It's the it's the way yeah, everybody's super into. I talk to you for hours into, about gardening. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Oh my god, I love it. But <sighs> I think anyway, I found it really interesting, just the way that this kind of thing took off in a way that you wouldn't really think it would. No, because I loved My Little Pony. Well, it was, yeah, it was popular popular in the eighties, nineties, whatever. However old you are, yeah. Like, and they had like the little ponies, and they'd all have different personalities, and you'd brush their hair and yeah. talk to each other, and they were kind of had glittery, starry mm. eyes and. And it's interesting because yeah. the show then, which started off as like this fun kind of thing for, for little girls essentially, suddenly became more referential to like fans and they put in memes and things that from that people, you know, were responding to. So it was like this yeah. back and forth between the community, which may have also hurt the show because suddenly it's becoming this in-jokey kind of like I know because I don't really think that – um, I don't think of my friends who have little girls or boys are really into My Little Pony. I haven't really seen it around. No, it's not really the thing at the moment, is it? No, yeah. no. So it's always there, though. But that's the thing. There's so many – the things that kids are into now, there's so many different things. There's no one thing. I feel like – Oh, there are. I mean, of course there, there are. Is. I mean, of but for us there, there are. Like our son at the moment loves like Transformers. That's the thing that, that is, he you loves. Know, that is so many kids Yes, it age. is, but it's not everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like there are different – we we see it because we see his friends who like it and him, but it's more than that. There are so many other fandoms just for kids alone, which there never used to be. Yeah, this when is we were true. kids, like there there was 
there were examples of that, but it was less so. But if you go even further back, there wasn't – there's so much now. There's so much content. Yeah, yeah. That's like he true. loves the TV show Voltron, but not everybody – Knows Voltron. Like, because you don't see the toys even for it, do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's true. Everything is like a thing. Everything is the most you know important thing to a kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it is interesting watching kids try and talk to each other. They have to try and find something that they both have in common, like yeah. some show that they watch that or books that they read yeah. that are both the same so then they can access their play. Yeah. Because they or if they can't find anything in common, then they start inventing something between mm. themselves, like an adventure game or a pirate yeah, exactly. game or something. And there'll be a character. There'll be to be different characters from different things. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Super. It's so interesting. Anyway, you should watch that it? video. I think you'd find it really interesting. All right. Yeah. I totally will watch mm. that. Cool. Okay. Also <laughs> neo-Nazis and that what get involved in it. It's oh, a whole thing. Oh, God. Yeah. Does everything it's, need to be It's ultimately, ruined? I think it, on the whole it's, it ends kind of positive, but it's just this like it spirals like hard. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I And yes, everything does need to be ruined. <laughs> I feel like that at the moment. Everything I watch, I'm like, oh, but also this terrible thing about yeah. it. Um, anyway, I've got another recommendation. At the moment, we get up in the morning and make pancakes. Well, you don't, you sleep. You're I don't, asleep. I don't get but up I make ever. them with my four year old. And I'm using um the fat pancake recipe from Midnight Chicken, which is That's Ella your favorite Ridge, book. Yeah, I love it so much. It's such a beautiful um recipe in cookbook but anyway they're really really basic and they're not your banana ones they're they're just crepes but they don't have any sugar in them so they're not that bad they've just got milk eggs and flour and a bit of salt oh my Um, goodness and they're those really thin pancakes you know like crepes like crepes and they're really fun to make with kids they're really fun because you can roll them out to be really big and then roll them up once they're done he likes them more when i make the pancakes it's like make the other pancakes and i'm like i don't know how to make those and he's like ah <laughs> yeah cuz they're super fun and they're they're delicious anyway and i and no sugar in them so i mean you can put the sugar and stuff on top yeah. of them but our little person just likes to have them plain anyway that's been the highlight of my days at the moment is making pancakes with him and listening to a record like Folklore by Taylor Swift. That's getting me through. Well, what is my getting hi- you My through, highlight James? of the day is hanging out with you, Claire. Aww. Just oh, kidding. God, I should have said the <laughs> highlight was hanging out with you. <laughs> what were you saying, sorry? I was, I was just going to say, what is your highlight? Like, What's getting you through at the moment? What's getting me Because we're back in lockdown in Melbourne. Uh, I contemplating might- your death. Kind of like I coming might, up with theories about energy transfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Another thing about death is I heard somebody say like, well, it's like when you were, she's smiling at you. It's like when someone, like where were you before you were born? You were nowhere. So it's like that gives me solace because, you know, you, there was no consciousness. So maybe that's how it is when you die. And I'm like, well, that's also terrifying and infinite nothing. What are you talking about? But I think about when I had my surgery, when I went under, it was like black, darkness, nothing. Like it wasn't like, you know, when you're, you're actually asleep, you know, you can be woken. You, your brain is like doing things. It was just like nothing. Like there was no, like if I'd have died, I would have never have known. <laughs> So that was. Oh, yeah, because you've never had any surgery before, have like you? That, I've had no. like a thousand different surgeries. Yeah. I'm bloody put together with sticky tape, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so does that give you comfort? No, not at all. That's what I'm saying. It's like an infinite blackness, but I guess there's comfort in the fact that you wouldn't even know. Anyways, <laughs> this is the show. This is the show. If you, want to rec- if you want to recommend the show, we'd appreciate it. You can also review in app. Hang on. So are you. Are you terrified that you'll die and then you'll have to go to like an infinite plane of positivity where I'll be sitting next to you being like, be at one with everything, James, and you're just like, this is fucking bullshit. You should get your own heaven is what I'm saying, (laughs) your own cool stuff. 
I would love if there is heaven and you and I are sitting there and I'm all like blissing out on my yoga vibes and my go with the flow and like at one with the universe and you're just like smuttering under your breath. It's like a place. <laughs> I mean to like play, I don't know, on a widgie. What are those things that we were talking Ouija about? Board. A widgie board. Is, Ouija board. You know, at a seance yeah. thing and just like sit around listening to people play harps. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be heaven. That would be mean. If I got there and it was that, I'd be like, this is a trick. This is something else. This is clearly... <laughs> It's like the good place. It's like this isn't the good place. <laughs> anyway, you can review an app. Did you know that, Claire? Just like not. Jonathan Berko has done. It says, The Adventures of Greg and the Italian Greyhound. Join the hosts of, of the podcast for a fun discussion between two mates that happen to be married to each other. Each episode yeah. is full of fun banter and great suggestions, things to watch, read, listen. Great stuff. Uh, thank you very much. You can do that in app and we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. And if you would like to email the show with your recommendations or suggestions, uh, we would love Or what super you think happens that. when you die. Yeah, that would be cool. We'll read your theories out online and terrify James even more. Um, it's, it's not a terror. It's just more the un- It's the not knowingness of it. It's not like. Yeah. Because it doesn't like cripple me day to day. I'm not like, oh, what am I going to do when Staring I Staring into your kombucha. Yeah, just don't think about it. Just move along, mate. It's fine. <laughs> See, I, I don't know. I think acceptance, James. You've got to fall in love with the mystery of things. Nah. That's wanna, all we've got, you know. That's all we've got. He's well, falling in love with the mystery. That's what, that's what it is. Well, that sucks. And then noticing stuff. That's the, they're the two things that get me through. I notice shit. Falling in love I'm like, with look at that's a bird. Look at that's a rock. Yeah, I notice things. <laughs> with the way that light hits the whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, see you looking at our daughter. I see you. I see. Yeah, because she's noticing. new, but you get bored of them eventually. <laughs> anyway, that's what's getting me through. I have a suggestion that's been sent to suggestiblepod oh, at gmail.com from Siraj. Hi, gentle people. I really Oop. like that inclusive term. To start off, I just listened to the square breathing and ha- episode and have some OH&S complaints to lodge. Uh-oh. Number one, I was actually listening at midnight when you recommended that I don't stay up late. I failed that one. Oh, that's sorry, your mate. fault. That, yeah. <laughs> Number two, I tried following your square breathing only to almost choke thanks to James's efforts in the background. Yeah, I was trying to be zen and you really got us all off track. I don't even remember. I only started listening recently, so I'm still a few months behind, but loving it as a bright spot to my week. Back on topic, I'd like to suggest a movie on Netflix called Crip Camp. Crip Camp? Mm. I, C-R-I-P. I'm not sure if it's on AU Netflix, but I can watch it here in Macau. So uh, we must be able to get it. It's a documentary about a summer camp that was run for disabled kids in the 50s, 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. It focuses on a group of attendees in the 70s and that's how it contributed, led to the gaining of rights for disabled people in the US. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, there it is. It's quite cheering, uplifting, so maybe don't let James watch it without supervision. I won't do it. Yeah, groundbreaking summer camp galvanises a group of teens with disabilities to help build a movement. That's awesome. Yeah. It'll probably pop up soon on your feeds anyway as the 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act is coming up. Awesome. Hope you're all keeping healthy and safe. Siraj. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. I know. That seems really awesome. I really want to watch that. And Mm. we all need a bit of cheering up at the moment. Boy, do we, Claire. Do we ever. All right. We've been suggestible pods. Yeah. Have a great week. Don't yeah. die. Well, don't die. even if you do, it's going to be okay. You don't know that though. It's going to be okay. I've just been watching that Andrew Scott video on Instagram where he goes, everything was going to be all right. I'm sitting in a in a pool of sunlight. Everything is going to be all right. <laughs> I love it. That's 
making me feel better. <laughs> is that on his Instagram, is it? I might have checked that out. It's yeah. so good. It makes me feel so much better about everything. That and also watching him, as I've talked about before, with the two stars of normal people in the confessional. Great. All right. Bye, 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 bye. 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 This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.